0: Dateline Beaverville April 30, 1998 Local automotive dealers are bemoaning the fact that they are unable to satisfy a huge increase in the demand for trucks. The demands are specific and center on the desire to own one of the numerous trucks currently being seen in commercials. These trucks are demonstrated climbing mountains, avoiding all manner of obstacles, traveling through every conceivable type of weather and ground conditions, in a short space of time, and, through it all, retaining an immaculate showroom finish. In particular, Purchasers are requesting the vehicle that permits an owner to play frisbee games on, otherwise inaccessible, mountaintops. When asked to comment, Ms. Meg A. the spokesperson for the Automobile Makers Association, said how dare you insinuate we don't tell the truth in our advertising. If you ignore the insignificant matter of what we say about quality, capability and vehicle performance, everything we print is accurate. Why, only today, I saw our name spelled correctly. The chairperson of the Self-Regulatory Advertising Truth and Standards Committee, Mr. Benjamin, Ben, T. said we're powerless to act. If we say anything, they'll stop providing committee members with test vehicles to drive. They would also stop our sponsored vacations. Anyway, people shouldn't be so gullible as to believe anything an automaker says. Meantime, it is reported that the small firm of Ernest and Devere & Sons, of Penury Lane, Beaverville, were fined $34,000 for misleading advertising. The facts of the case said, by Mr. Ben T. pretzel of the tribunal, to be very serious indeed. Hinged on the printing of a, carelessly proofed, advertisement that appeared in the Beaverville Gazette in January. An intended price of $10 was, mistakenly, printed as $1. Two people complained, even though the firm accepted responsibility for the error and sold the item, in question, for $1 to all inquiring purchasers. As a result of the fine, the firm is being forced to seek liquidation flying out of Beaverville Airport, yesterday, were the country's 35 Winter Olympic hopefuls. Continental Regional Airlines flew the athletes, together with their individual entourage, free of charge. The plethora of personnel, associated with the 35 athletes, required the use of two further jumbo jets. One of many government officials traveling with the party, Mr. Gray v. Boat, said I'm confident the taxpayers of this country are happy to send these many hundreds of people abroad. Some of this tax money, Of course, goes to help the actual athletes avoid the distraction of having to work for a living and helps in their athletic training. This all permits the athletes to concentrate, fully, on their chosen sport, often for as much as six to eight hours a day. When asked if any serious effort was ever made to control wasteful or needless spending of tax dollars and, also, whether any of the huge sums of money, derived by successful athletes from advertising, was ever repaid to the government, for the benefit of taxpayers, Mr. Boat said, They are good questions. I don't think they have been asked before. Now, if you'll excuse me, I have to board a plane to Oshawa. When it was pointed out that the plane was flying to Osaka, Mr. Boat said whatever. I knew it was somewhere foreign.